In the name of God, amen. Please be seated. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread. Manna is the name our spiritual ancestors gave for the food God provided them for the wilderness. And one of the possible derivations of that word is actually the question, man who, which meant, what is it? Indicating that it wasn't exactly clear what God was providing them in the wilderness. But then again, when you're in a wilderness, not very much is clear. The wilderness is, as our ancestors knew all too well, is this place of disorientation. It's where you go or where you're sent when life as you've known it is over. And even if it was a hard life or even a hard phase in life, You find yourself missing it anyway because it was the life you knew. The wilderness is a place of wandering because you don't know where you're going. Not all who wander are lost, but when you're in the kind of wilderness that the Bible's describing, you're lost. Or you feel lost even if you haven't gone anywhere. Wilderness is suspended time. Scripture tells us that the Israelites wandered in their wilderness for 40 years, which, as you know, is one of those biblical numbers. It might have been 40 years, or it might simply have been a time so long that when you're in it, you don't know when it's going to end. And it's the not knowing part that makes it a wilderness time. The wilderness is where you go or where you're sent to learn something important. Or it's where you're driven when the thing you never thought would happen happens. And it takes you right to the edge of your strength right to the edge of your ability to cope, and then just pushes you right over. And so you may have noticed that good manners go out the window when you've been in the wilderness for a while, for good reason, because all your filters are gone. And so you find yourself, if you're a talking person, you find yourself saying whatever comes into your head. Or if you're not the talking type, you withdraw or you smile and change the subject as quickly as you can. And according to the book of Exodus, our ancestors complained a lot in the wilderness. I personally find that reassuring. 
Because when I'm in the wilderness, particularly the wilderness of suffering and loss, I'm not at my best most of the time. I have moments of splendor, but not often. And fortunately, God knows all that. He knows all that. And God doesn't expect us to be at our best when we're in the wilderness. In fact, I think what God wants most of all when we're there is simply to surrender all those perfectionist fantasies and lean back into the arms of mercy. Part of that mercy is manna. Manna is the food that God provides for us in the wilderness. It's, it's a word for the sustenance and the strength that God gives us each day. And we're not always going to recognize it for what it is. And it's not always going to be the food we want. Because remember, manna isn't, this isn't banquet food here we're talking. This is wilderness food. It tastes okay, but it's nourishing. And it's just enough for today. In fact, um, one of the things about manna is that you can't store it for tomorrow. Our ancestors tried that. Didn't work for them when they did. Whenever they did, you know, they tried to save it for tomorrow, it would just rot. Except on the day before the Sabbath, when God wanted them to save it for two days so they'd have enough for the Sabbath, you see what God was giving them is what Jesus taught us to ask for in our prayers. Daily bread. And one more thing about manna. It's not forever. Hard as it is to believe when you're in it, no wilderness lasts forever. And eventually, you're going to settle in a new land. And I don't know where that place is for you, but I know it's there. And in that place, you're not going to need what you need now, this wilderness food. But you need it now. And it's here for you. It's here for you now. This is just a way to think about and to look for and to be open to all the ways that God wants to support you now, to provide for you now in this wilderness and the numbness that can follow watching someone you love die in stages before your eyes. There isn't anything that can take the hardness of that away. But manna, God's food, 
is what will give you the strength to make it through. I know this about Lane Davenport. He was not afraid to die. He didn't want to die. God knows, God only knows how much he wanted to live for himself, for his family, for this parish. His body didn't want to die, and he hated what the illness did to his body, and by extension, what it was doing to all of you who had to watch alongside him. And it unnerved him when he didn't die according to the timetable that he had determined would be best for all of you. It really irritated him. And we had this conversation. It was like, well, Lane, you know, you might just have to live for a little while longer here. But you see, part of his wilderness was the grief of watching you watch him suffer and knowing that eventually he wasn't going to be here today, physically, with you and for you. But I know another thing about Lane, and that is that he wants all of us to keep on living and to love our lives and to love one another. And part of what living asks of us now is to enter this phase of the wilderness. Now, we've been in a wilderness for a while now because we've been watching Lane die. And sometimes we knew it was happening, and other times we didn't know it. And sometimes we knew it, but we didn't want to know it, so we didn't think about that we knew it. I did that. So we put the knowledge somewhere, and we would just pray it wouldn't be so. And even at the end, you know, as we were waiting and keeping village, vigil, there was a part of me, at least, that couldn't quite believe it was actually happening. And it happened. And so now we're in this different place of our wilderness. Lane's wilderness is over, thank God. But we're in this place, and while we're here and while we're moving, our one most important task is to get up every morning and look for the stuff that's going to feed us, that comes from God. Because what matters in the wilderness is what has always mattered and always will, the simple dailiness of life. Everything that matters now is small and slow, and the food that we need is really simple and nourishing, and we, we provide for it. We are the means of that grace to one another all the time with a smile, a kind word, a bit of distance, a hug, a funny memory, the gift of tears when they come, the release at night when exhaustion gives us sleep. In the very first congregation I served as a priest, there was a young girl. She 
was about 17 when I met her, and I knew her through the end of high school and into college. And at one point in those years, we took a mission trip together, and so we spent a lot of time together. And um, her mom had died when she was nine or 10. And after I'd known her for a while, I had the courage and the opportunity to ask her, Beth, what, what did your mom's death teach you? What did it do for you? And she said, it taught me that life is precious. She's in her 30s now, mom of two kids. She gets up every day and she knows that life is precious. The last time I saw Lane, he gave me his blessing. We gave each other, actually, a particular blessing, the blessing of acceptance. You see, we, we, had, I, we acknowledged, I acknowledged to him first, um, of the many times I feel inadequate to the life I'm being asked to lead. Uh, the times I don't measure up, the times I feel like I don't know enough, I can't do enough, I don't know what to do, times I let people down. I just told him all of that. And, I, and he said something of the same. And um, it was so easy for me to see and to feel God's unconditional love and acceptance of him and I wanted him to feel the release of the forgiveness that God had for him and the mercy. But the thing is, he could, he could see it for me. And he said to me, Mary Ann, buddy, can't you hear him say this? Mary Ann, buddy, I release you. In the name of God, I release you from all the burdens you carry in your heart. And I can hear him say something like that to you, all of you. And I can hear him. I have his voice in my head saying these words that Paul said to, Saint, to his community. Listen, hear him now. I, therefore, a prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness with patience, bearing one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And as your bishop, I say this to you. Every morning now when you rise, ask for and receive your daily bread. Those bits of nourishment, those flecks of goodness that come your way, receive them. And when you're able, offer a bit of that goodness, if you can, to another. And as you receive, and as you offer, think 
of Lane. Amen.